Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Hello, everyone. My name is Lucia Chachulovic, and coming up on the show today, we have Dario Messi with us for an update on fixed income. But first, let's see what has happened in the markets. One of the main stories in the market is still China. For example, only hours after lifting COVID lockdown restrictions in the Chinese city dominated by Apple's largest manufacturer, authorities once again shut down hundreds of buildings. The move came after China's top health officials reinforced an order for local units to avoid excessive curbs to contain the virus following the protests in the country. China has also vowed to bolster vaccination among senior citizens, a move which is regarded as crucial to reopening. As investors grow more confident about a potential shift away from strict pandemic policies in China, Chinese stocks listed in the US are on track for their best month ever. Chinese stocks in Hong Kong were trading choppy today, but the Hang Seng China Enterprises Index is on track for its best month since 2003. Now, looking at China's economy, the country's factory and services activity contracted further in November amid a record COVID outbreak. Growth is now expected to remain weak, and the central bank is expected to add more stimulus to bolster the recovery. Now, leaving China and taking a closer look at Europe, data yesterday showed that price pressures in Spain and Germany were easing considerably. A separate survey also showed that inflation expectations among consumers and businesses in the Eurozone fell sharply in November from October. We will receive the CPI data for the whole of Eurozone later this morning. Market participants expect inflation to come down slightly from 10.6% year-on-year in October to 10.4% in November. In other market news, Bloomberg reported that an index of global equities was on track for a second monthly gain, narrowing the loss this year to about 18%. Bonds also showed signs of a monthly gain, and losses for 2022 were almost as high as for equities. Bloomberg says that the lockstep moves in stocks and bonds brought the correlation this week to the highest level since 2012, so for 10 years. In commodities, oil is up for a third day today after industry data pointed to a substantial draw in U.S. crude stockpiles and investors counted down to an OPEC Plus meeting that may see the group agree to cut production. Gold, meanwhile, headed for its biggest monthly gain since May 2021 as the dollar fell on signs that the Fed is preparing to slow the pace of interest rate hikes. Elsewhere, Bitcoin and other leading crypto assets spiked higher in the Asian trading session. So what can we expect for the day ahead? Investors are eagerly awaiting a speech from Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell on the economy and the labor market that may give further insight into future rate hikes. Wall Street will also be watching for economic data that will give more information on the state of the U.S. labor market and the consumer. The ADP private payrolls report will come out today, as will the latest job openings and labor turnover survey for October. Pending home sales and the Fed's beige book will also be released today. European futures are mostly up this morning, while US futures are trading mixed around the zero line. And that's all for the markets wrap up. Now, coming back to the inflation prints in Europe, which are expected to have come down in November. Dario, I guess that this is welcomed by fixed income markets. Am I right? Yeah, thank you. Uh, and good morning to all of you. Uh, thank you, Lucia, for having me here. First of all, yes. It's clear that similar to the U.S. experience we had earlier this month, this uh, flash CPI readings uh, we had in Europe and we got so far uh, came in lower than expected. Um, you mentioned it, we had Spain showing 
minus half a percentage point uh, month to month on uh, aggregate price change. It's quite a bit lower than expected. And also in Germany, we see a uh, lower price pressure, still high, but but coming down. And uh, yeah, as you said, will certainly be quite interesting to see what we get on a Eurozone aggregate level uh, later today. And yes, of course, bond markets like it, they welcome it, uh, this development, uh, and yields came down quite a bit yesterday. Uh, but having said this, uh, if we look at also the daily dynamics, it was not a straight line. So beside the, the inflation readings, we also have uh, ECB officials telling us again and again clearly that the job is not yet done. And at the forefront, we certainly have ECB member Schnabel openly favoring more aggressive rate hikes. But also uh, President Lagarde, again in a speech, clearly said priority number one is to bring down inflation for now. And talking about central banks, we are entering the last month of a very difficult year, but there is still a heavy lineup with the US Federal Reserve on December 14th, followed by the European Central Bank one day later, and the Bank of Japan is also not finished yet. So how is the market positioned? Yeah, exactly. Uh, this might actually turn out to be uh, really a tricky part for this last month of the year. Uh, so it seems there is kind of a bullish consensus building, which means markets start to believe uh, more and more in this idea of central bank policy pivot. So from one extreme to the other, basically. And, you know, uh, we also think next year we are more likely to talk again about rate cuts than further rate increases, at least in the US. But still, markets really went from this one extreme to the other. And there is certainly room for disappointment when central bankers go ahead with their hawkish talk until the year end. And I can imagine markets are certainly quite sensitive to just one bad inflation print. And some of you might remember, for example, also just the September experience. So yields are definitely at risk of moving up again, at least in the very short term. Okay, that doesn't sound like now is the moment to add duration risk. Tactically, yes. After the recent rally in bonds that we saw, a counter move is in the cards with the upcoming events and also taking into account the uh, the less liquidity that we have in the markets for the last uh, month normally. Um, but still, if you think more forward-looking, so for the time being, we still think a more quality-tilted approach in bond portfolios makes sense. And locking in some of these yields also makes sense. So with a diversified approach, there is still the case now to add some duration or at least to start adding uh, duration exposure and to buy some bonds with longer maturity. A good approach might probably be just to spread it a bit over the next couple of months. Very interesting. Thank you very much for this update, Dario. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in and please join us again tomorrow. Bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favorite podcast player.